Hi, everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA podcast. And welcome to our late August podcast 2022, which is our 139th podcast. And it's entitled 21st Birthday in Vegas. Hey, it's a big deal. But before we talk about it, let's acknowledge our wonderful digital audience. These people keep showing up. I don't know how they get into the studio. <laughs> but they're always welcome. Oh, who doesn't love our digital audience? Well, you know, we're a little older than most podcasters, but surprisingly to us, and this is through demographics that we pay for through Spreaker and iHeartRadio, you can, I think for $19.99 a month, we get our demographic report and our listening report. 32% of the listeners of Casinos USA podcast are millennials. Hey, that's wonderful. You know, maybe it's maybe it's partly because I spent almost my entire adult life talking to teenagers, you know, as I was a, a teacher and then later on became a principal. So I, I spoke to fewer adults every day in my working life than I did teenagers. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But anyway, we're really proud of that. 32% of our listeners, and we have thousands of listeners, are millennials. So our podcast today, our feature story is entitled Turning 21 in Vegas, <laughs> Celebrating Your 21st Birthday in Vegas. I'm thinking of Johnny Cash, turning 21 in prison, doing life without parole. No, it's not that bad. But we were able to get a phone call from University of Nevada. Now, remember, that's UNR if it's in Reno, and this is from Reno. And UNLV is University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So University of Nevada, Reno, has a wonderful women's rugby team. And a few of their older players wanted to make the six-and-a-half, seven-hour drive down through Nevada to Vegas, even though there are casinos in Vegas. In, excuse me, there are casinos in Reno. Oh, there's several. And Reno was once called the, what, divorce capital of the world? Anyway, they decided there's nothing like turning 21 on the Vegas Strip or on Fremont Street. So they called in and talked about that experience. And I, we just thought when we got these phone calls and listened to them and considered what they had to say that there's probably a ton of millennials that are thinking about the same thing, driving to, flying to Vegas, because somebody's turning 21. I think we're talking about six girls on this trip, and I think just one or two possibly were turning 21 during the trip. So let's go through that call um, and make it enjoyable. We're also going to do a YouTube review of Travel Ruby. This is a a YouTuber that we respect. She does a lot of Vegas content. I think she does entirely Vegas content. But she talks about things that if you're going to Vegas for the first time, that people say you have to see, you must do, etc., that she thinks are overrated. And Janie particularly agrees with most of what she says with some, you know, qualifications. So we'll consider the things that Travel Ruby, uh, this just doesn't, you know, think it's worth the time for you to even think about doing. And we'll end our session today with um, a version of Crab's Talk, and that's always popular. So we'll be right back 
with 21st birthday in Vegas. Well, I really flipped when I found out that there are people at the University of Nevada, Reno, young people listening to Casinos USA podcast, and why not? So let's start with the phone call that they made to Casinos USA. If you'd like to uh, respond to what they have to say or make your own phone call about um, podcast content or your travel experiences, casinos, anywhere, stories you'd like to share, um, 1-724-519-4556, and of course, that's a voicemail, 1-724-519-4556. So, making a long drive, Vegas is a completely different entity than Reno itself. You know, Reno's a smaller city. It's more local. It's, it's fun for the college life and to be able to go places faster, like be able to walk more accessible but Vegas is like a huge party central like I feel like we saw so many girls that were turning 21 so many guys that were turning 21 that went there it's known for it's like crazy festivities um it is more expensive but he only turned 21 once so we thought <laughs> because she was the last one in our group to turn 21 we might as well go all out for the rest of us so I was a little shocked by you know how far uh UNR and UNLV are separated it says close, I think she says seven hours. Here's her response to why they about the trip down and where they stayed when they were in Vegas. So the drive's about seven hours. Um, oh, it's, seven it's hours. basically, yeah, it's, it's long. <laughs> but it, it's not bad. It's basically just a straight shot. You know, once you get off, like, the, the freeway here, like, you're, it's just a straight drive the entire time. Um, it's not too bad. Um, it does seem very long, but if you have good company, then you'll be fine. So we stayed at the Hilton Grand Casino. It's like an extension of the Flamingo. Um, it's, more, it's, it's a little bit quieter than like the main uh, casinos or hotels on the Strip. Because um, obviously those are fun too. But you know you kind of want some downtime if you're not partying and you know be able to sleep without hearing screaming. You know everything well, what, else. What nightclub did you take that turn 21 in? Not you, but uh, your your 21 year old. What nightclub did she go to with you guys? So we went to Omnia. Uh, we got on a list from a promoter. You can find them all throughout Vegas. If you're just walking, two of our friends went out one night when we stayed in just for like a dinner and they got talking to him and they got us on the list for free. So we went to Omnia. It was a huge nightclub. Um, Elenium was playing. Like he's a huge like house music mix guy. So that was super cool. And usually the entrance fee is like $70, but because we were on this list, we got them for free. So. Okay, so what advice would you give? Because 30% of our audience is uh, millennials. So what advice would you give someone who's planning a birthday trip to Las Vegas? Like what's, what should they be cautious of and what should they think about? I would definitely think of any way to be cost-effective. So we bought things to make for lunch. Um, we only went out once a day to eat. We were there from Thursday to Sunday. So we went out for dinner each day, except for Sunday we went to breakfast. Um, because things are very expensive on the Strip. Um, downtown Fremont is going to be a little bit cheaper. Um, not by that much, though. It's like a $12 to $15 drink versus the Strip, which is kind of like a $20 and off dollar drink. Um, so, it's like, so I would research where you're going to see the prices. And if you just Google it, like it shows the, the amount of what things are going to be typically. But like I said, I would, I would try to... Uh, compensate for other things so like don't go out to eat every single meal 
but other than that, um, looking up like the best places to go, but downtown Fremont has so many bars. It's a huge tourist attraction. It's not too expensive. It was a lot of fun to go there. That was my favorite place I've been. So I would definitely recommend that. Okay, so um, I understand that um, the Wolfpack rugby team, the women's team this year is really excited about this season. Do you want to close out your call by just telling me, like, what are you, what are you expecting from the season upcoming for the Wolfpack rugby team? Yeah, so last season was a little bit rough because we had new girls, but this season um, we're looking forward to a lot of the preseason conditioning and practice, so we're going to go very hard at that. I think that our girls are going to have a great time, and I do believe that we're going to actually win a lot this year because I think everyone was tired of, you know, getting beat down. And, like, they were still learning the game, and rugby's rough, but I think everyone's ready for this season. Well, we wish wish that women's rugby team at UNR, the Wolfpack, they use it as two words, the Wolfpack, does well, and I think they will. I just have a couple things that I took from the call. Um, these girls uh, were together. I think they were never less than two people. So, you know, that's important about safety. I wouldn't uh, go drinking alone, you know, as a young 21-year-old female in Vegas. Also, they ran into other people their own age, you know, own ages, you know, in their 20s, early 20s. So that seemed pretty normal. But how about this? The drinks on Fremont Street, you know, the uh, interesting cocktails. I drink beer, so, like, you know, what the hell does that matter? But the interesting cocktails, $17 at, on Fremont Street and $20 and up on the Strip. I know Omnia is a big nightclub, and I'm sure the girls had great pool time. Uh, so, wow. 21st birthday in Vegas. That sounds like it could really be a lot of fun. Um worry a little bit about safety but these girls are young adults and they did fine everybody made it back to college and they were all in one piece and a lot of fun memories so thank you so much unr wolfpack women's rugby wow okay let's take a very short break and go right into the analysis of travel rubies places that just aren't that really cool like a claim in Las Vegas. We'll be right back and Janie will join us. Hi, this is Jane. Well, if you're planning a trip to Las Vegas and have never been there Anybody who's ever been there is going to tell you what you have to see and what you have to do when you go there. And if they don't, you may ask them, gee, you know, we're going, where should we stay, what should we do? And, of course, that's a personal choice. Everybody has the things they like to do and don't like to do. But there's so many in Las Vegas that you can become overwhelmed. It's like kids going to Disney World. We've said that before to Disneyland. Well, there is a casino that she starts with that is very popular, and I like the casino, and it's the Cosmopolitan. But there's something that people tell you you have to get a picture in front of, and you have to have a drink at. And how do you feel about her comments when she says the chandelier bar is overrated? Well, I don't think the bar itself on looks is overrated. It's Beautiful. I, I love crystals, and it's amazing it's the amount of crystals. Three, story three chan- stories of crystals. Chandelier bar, you're inside yes, of it. Yes, yeah. it's just beautiful, and it is great. And you can run in there and take a picture. I think that's worth it, but you don't have to sit there and have a drink. Their drinks are expensive, and 
When we were there, we were fortunate. We had great service. Yeah, and she said she had a snobby server. That can happen in your hometown yeah, any, restaurant. Right, you know? any day that could happen. But so, that that's iffy. I would say if you're in the neighborhood, uh, which and that's down beside Aria, and that's across from the MGM Grand. If you're down in that area, then stop in and look at the chandelier bar. But uh, by no and take a picture. But by no means do you have to get a drink there. You can get just as good drinks cheaper elsewhere. Okay, let me take you downtown now, not on to Fremont Street, but a few streets away from Fremont Street, what they call the downtown area. That's where Container Park is. And it's a very nice, quaint park. All It's made up of container cars that have been recycled to have bars, restaurants, and shops in them. Inside of Container Park, there's a really nice playground for children. Very and, big playground. Yeah, playground equipment. And even outside and around the park, there's equipment. Um, in fact, right in front of the park, there's a big uh, sculpture, insect sculpture, that's interesting to look at. I think kids might enjoy seeing that. Well, Travel Ruby says if you don't have kids, it's really not worth it. I... I think for if you want to go one time, I mean, there's a wide choice of what you can eat in there. We went there for lunch with the whole family, and everybody, I think, had maybe something different. Um, but, if again, if you don't have kids and you aren't interested in that and you don't want to walk the couple extra blocks down, then I you could skip it. Skip it, she says. All right, we'll skip it. Hey, um we are M-Life members in terms of we have a credit card. We use that, of course, for parking, free parking. And uh, there's other advantages to using it in terms of room rates because it's just considered like gambling when you use it. But what about the MGM Grand, which is an M-Life property, and it's my least favorite. It's not a favorite at all. I just don't like it. How about you? She says the MGM Grand is overrated. She being Ruby yeah, says she that. Being Ruby. Yeah. Travel well, Ruby. I, I would agree with her. That's the one hotel property that we have not stayed at and never have we desired to stay at it. Now, we've gone to shows there. We went to see the Cirque du Soleil Ca there, which was excellent. They built a theater, especially for it. it. It's just an amazing f structure and facility. We've gone to see David Copperfield there. So we have gone there. We used to go and t we took our grandkids to the um, Rainforest Cafe many times. And, and that was one of our favorite uh, attractions. Yeah, there. and years before when they had the lines there. Well, yeah. Were, that was really like the they casino hop, I think, was yeah, worth it. Yeah, two or three real lions there. Um, and so... You didn't. They didn't do much, but you could at least go up to the the glass and look at them, whatever. And her definition or her explanation for the smell there, I agree with. You want to use that word she uses? Musty. Yeah. It does. It does seem that way. Um, it, it, I don't find it attractive, the casino at all, and so I don't even think I've even ever gambled in it. Maybe it's time for a makeover for the MGM. Uh, maybe I don't know. I just have never been attracted to it. Well, I want to be honest here. The next one is Vanderpump's Cocktails in Caesar's Palace. Um, people stand in line for an hour, she said, for a drink. That leaves me out. <laughs> There's not much more that I can say about it. How about you? I don't know much about Vanderpump's cocktails. 
and Caesar's. Uh, we'll just have to go with Ruby on this. I don't know anything ab- about it. Um, she says it's worth it if for going once if you don't have to stand in line for maybe more than a little while. Well, Gordon Ramsay has several restaurants, a steakhouse, etc., in Vegas. And, uh, you know, he also has Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, there. they're all good. But Hell's Kitchen, I kind of agree with travel here. She said it's just a giant cafeteria. And she also said there the service was terrible. She had to wait an hour and they, ha- they messed and up the her food order. It wasn't good. Um, and this meal's over $100 for two. What about this question, though, where she says really upset her was, and she's, she, I mean, she always on her YouTube videos looks well dressed. She said the people, there's no dress code there. So you have $100 a plate meal, and the people next to you are in tank tops and. Well, you know. now that I disagree on. You know, it's Vegas, and they, it's sometimes it's 150. 15 degrees outside. So if they want to wear that, I don't have a problem with that. You know, if they're, if the restaurant's not going to establish a dress code, far be it for me to do it, but it wouldn't bother me seriously. All right. Before we give our views of our own particular places that you must do, there's oh. one that I kind of agree with. If, if you don't have your own car in Vegas to pay a cab or to pay an Uber driver, et cetera, to get down south of the strip, to the photo that's taken so often, the Las Vegas sign, which really is in a dangerous area. It's right, in the, middle the Welcome of the to Las Vegas sign, yeah, that's in a me- median strip of the highway. Yeah. And th- this highway is very well-traveled. So, um, and there's usually a little bit of a line there. So, you know, there's so many other places to take photos in Las Vegas that you wouldn't have to have that one. And, uh, again, if you, if you want to walk from hours if you want to walk there or well, i don't think you can walk there that's just too well, far unless you're unless you're the southern well, end of the strip to start you, yeah if you're there to start with you could walk or if you, but if you don't have transportation and I, I wouldn't i wouldn't do it anyway no yeah. matter what i wouldn't i don't care to go there and have my picture taken there well here's one that we did we added our own with children that if i wouldn't do again it was a long line and it's kind of an understated Try over experience. three hours long line. Yeah, and it's it's the Shark Reef. Now that's at Mandalay Bay. It's at Mandalay Bay, and to me, it's just not enough that you know makes it worth the long wait. Most zoos and aquariums have better display than they do there. It's a very very small uh, area. There's not too many. Um, it exhibits there. So again, as I said, it's, I mean, unless you have extra time and, and there's no line or you get special, uh, comp for it, I wouldn't go. All right. Quickly, two other places. If you don't have kids, it's not worth it in my opinion, because the joy I got from it is when you have kids with you, your own kids or your grandkids, M&M World and Hershey's. Then what do you, do you agree with that or not? I do agree with that. Although the first time at M&M World is fun because I we didn't have our grandkids with us. And, of course, I wanted to buy them apparel or hats or something, which you can get online anyway now without even having to go there. But seeing all the different colors. and But that's sort of passe now uh, that there are so many places. So, it, But if you have them, they have a nice little 3D-type movie. Okay, I admit I enjoyed both of them for one time without kids. Let's finish up by saying there's two must-dos that we always do. We've been there dozens and dozens and dozens of times uh, to Las Vegas, and we always go to Ellis Island and the Pinball Hall of Fame. Why Ellis Island? 
Well, we go to Ellis Island because they have great food and great food prices. Uh, we go. My my favorite lines for that is it might not be the best in the world, but it is very very good. Always good. Very consistent. Good servings and a very wide variety of items to order. If you're a beer drinker, they're the largest private brewery in Nevada, so they brew their own beer. Well, they also have a barbecue and now with specific foods and a special sandwich section, which we really liked. We ate there last time, but and their their gaming is fun. You know, they have all kind of uh, promos that you can get. Five dollar tables, five dollar craps, not on Fremont Street, off. You know, it's Coval on Coval Lane, Lane right yeah. behind Bally's, right. right diagonal to the Big Wheel. And the other thing is, like you said, people win there. A lot of locals go there to gamble because the machines aren't tight. Right. It's it's a fun place to go. And now they have the garden room, which is also fun to be at. And then the Pinball Hall of Fame, which we like. It You can spend hours there and very little money. People would probably say you need kids to take there. No, no I don't, because you're still no, a kid yeah, when you're we, playing pinball. <laughs> we, we enjoy that. That's something you should see. And then we also think the Strat's worth going to because... Uh, the fact of the views that you get on the top, you can go there at dusk and see both the daylight view and the evening view. You can eat up there. There's a restaurant that rotates around. I think it's fair to say that the rides are international attractions. Well, and their their thrill rides are international attractions, and you run into people from all over the world when you're up there. Yes, so I think it's always worth good. it to pay yeah, a visit to yeah. the Strat. Well, those are our uh, Travel Rubies analysis, and we agreed with her many times. Sometimes we didn't. And those are the things that we must do. We're saying we're always right, so you have to do it. So thanks, Jenny, for your participation today. And we'll be right back with our final segment, Crabs Talk. Three, two, one. I don't miss uh, too many of Jeremy Ellerick's presentations on his Color Up Club, but there's one um, that really struck me as I should share with our listeners. And I did something like it many times, but uh, they, they added an element that I haven't done. I thought it was very interesting, and I thought I think I'm going to give it a try. Okay, so you basically break um, a shooter into four units. So you could have four $10 chips, four $15, four 20s, four 25s. This is sort of a grind, so it's not where you're going to win big instantly. But you don't win big necessarily, but you don't lose big if you do lose. So here it is. I'd do it with $15. Put $15 on the don't pass line, and that's your first bet. So we're going to assume that a number is established because if a 2-3 was rolled, you would win. If, <laughs> if a 12 was rolled, it would be a push. Um, if a 7 or 11 was rolled, you would lose. So there's no hedge here. You just $15 on the don't pass line. I have a tendency to throw a dollar in that 12, but hey, don't do it. Let's do it the way Jeremy tells you to do it. Okay, then your second bet is a $15 combat. And again, we're not going to assume that a 2-3-12 was rolled or a 7 or 11. A 12 would lose on a combat roll. You know that. Well, so it goes to a point. It goes to its own point and establish. You know, there already been a point established. And then your third bet is a combat. Okay, so you're hoping to bring those combats home as the rolls continue. But your fourth bet is a don't come bet. And you're hoping here that it's not a seven yet. A seven wouldn't hurt you because you have it covered. You'd win 
uh, on the common, you'd win on the down pass. But you wanted to go to another number. It's really great when it replaces a come bet because you get your come reward back, and then you have that as a, a DC number, don't you know, don't come number. So that's what it is, and and that's how it's played. So you again, four bets. The sequence is you bet the don't pass line. You have the same amount each time you bet, so you choose the amount you want to risk. Then you make bet number two a come bet, bet number three a come bet, and the last one is a don't come bet. And that might be something new for you. It's not new for me, but I just didn't use it here. And it's very interesting to see what happens when you do. So I'm going to ask you in Craps Talk today simply to go to uh, YouTube, Color Up Club, Jeremy Ellerick, and find that late one. It just came out. And uh, you can see because he deals with it live, and you'll see some of the things that happen that interrupt the sequence. And how you go from there. But I think it's worth the time to seek that out. Um, and play it at home the way I explained it to you too as well. And finally, I know this is true with uh, many of the gaming companies. And I heard it came to mind. Uh, I do have a grandson in the business. Uh, he's a dealer on the strip. But this came to mind with the comment that Jeremy Ellerick made. And it was correct. Uh, Jeremy works out of Reno. But I also know that he's familiar with... Uh, the casinos, the tribal casinos in Colorado. He uh, was a frequent player there, a visitor there, I should say. And it, it it's really going to be a comp secret. And this is, check this with your dealers if you trust what they're going to tell you, that the odds bets on either line in craps um, have no advantage to the house. It's the fairest bet that there is in the game of craps. You know, odds behind the pass line is common. Those of you that don't play the don't pass, uh, odds on the uh, don't pass are what we're speaking about. The casino doesn't give you credit for making those because there's not risk involved. There's no advantage. It's like flipping a coin. So they don't want to give you comps too for that. So when they figure out your average um, play, they're not going to consider that. So, you know, imagine you could have $10 on the pass line and $50 behind it, and you'd get credit for $10. So, just be aware of that. Um, $10 on the line with full wads gets credit for $10. <laughs> That's going to set some people off. But putting those comps aside, making odds bets are well worth it. That's, they are the best craps bets possible. Even if you just play one times odds, you know, $10 on the pass line, $10 behind it, or two times odds, you know, that's $10 on the pass line and $20 behind it. I don't think you should ever bet more than you can afford. You should always play smart, but only risk money you can afford to lose. Now, we know there's a couple casinos around the country that offer 100 times odds and say, oh, it's so fantastic. Come on, how many times can you do that? I wouldn't even do it one time. I'm not going to risk you know, several hundred dollars, close to $1,000 if it's a $5 table. I'm not going to do that um, because if I lose, I'm going home. You know, not me. I don't want to do that. So, you know, losing one bet with such a large amount would knock most of us out of, a, out of the game. Let's be honest. Don't be ridiculous. So I think 100 times odds for the large, large majority of craps players is meaningless. If a play says 10-time odds, that's good enough for me. <laughs> is that old-time religion, right? Good enough for Grandpa, it's good enough for me. So that's my advice to you. Um, make the odds bets, even though you don't get um, comp for them, 
because they're great bats. But don't go over your head with it. All right, thank you. I want to uh, tell you that today's podcast is coming out very early. It's a surprise podcast because we're going on a gaming trip to Rocky Gap, and we'll cover that in September. <laughs> so we didn't want to do it uh, after the trip because it would just be too late. So we'll try Jeremy's latest color-up presentation, maybe make some adaptations if we're not doing well, but maybe we won't. Maybe we won't, to be fair. Maybe we'll have success with it right off the bat, we hope. And we'll get back to you on that. But for now, enjoy this surprise podcast, podcast number 139 by Casinos USA, a place where every day is Saturday and someone has recently at the UNR women's rugby team turned 21 in Vegas. God bless you. See you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.